What the fuck is happening here? What the fuck is coming out of the ground? What the fuck is happening here? Still good. I'm not sure when that's going to not be absolutely fantastic, but we're still doing it. Man, sure, I'm thankful I didn't write that character letter to the judge about Danny Masterson. That would have looked bad. Oh, you think a good idea is to write a character note to a convicted rapist? Come on, guys. That's not smart. I'm kidding. I have never met Danny Masterson, but I have met Topher Grace, so we'll talk about that, I guess, a little bit later. How's everybody doing out there? Doing good? Doing good, kids? I'm doing fantastic. Got a great night's sleep last night, which I think is important for your health. I'm feeling energetic. My wife is back. She's been gone. She was in New York City for fashion week. She's very fashionable. But she missed the U.S. Open, which was happening right there in Flushing Meadows in Queens. And I've always wanted to go to the U.S. Open. One of these days I'm going to go. We'll talk sports a little bit later. Football's back, which is great. I spent the entire day yesterday. I just allowed myself to be a piece of shit. I sat on the couch, I turned on football relatively early, I decided I needed to eat chicken wings. Now I could go one of two ways, I could order them, but you know what dude, here's the thing about Postmates, it is very convenient, but the food never tastes very good. It's just cold and stale and just not, it's not it, it's not it. And so I made the decision that I was going to make my own chicken wings. Because let's be honest, like, it's not the hardest thing in the world, especially if you if you have a convection oven, but that's not what it's called. It's called um, air fryer. It's like idiot proof. So I went and got two things of chicken wings. I got some blue cheese. And hey, what's going on with why can't anyone make good bottled blue cheese? Why is only good blue cheese at restaurants? Why are you gatekeeping restaurants? I don't understand it. Because I went down the aisles, tried to find good blue cheese. Doesn't exist, all right? When I went and bought the most expensive blue cheese, assuming that that would be the answer. It's not, okay? But every time I go to a restaurant or I go to a wings place and they bring out blue cheese, fucking fire. And all I have to say is, What the fuck is right? here? Do better! Craft! So, um, I came back. Uh, by the way, I went to the grocery store wearing scrubs and a hoodie and slides. I look like such a slob magob. And then I just lived my life for the rest of the day. I made two batches of it. It's fantastic. And then I watched football and tennis. A great day. It's a great day to be alive. It feels like falls just right around the corner. And that's what I need. Your boy needs soup season to be back. All right, that's enough because I'm probably going to do all of this whole thing again when Brandy gets on the phone. So let's just call her up. What do you say? It's time to call Brandy up on the phone. Yeah. Hi. What are you doing? Uh, I was filling out some forms. Oh, just filling out some forms? Yeah. Um, hey, if you're going to do that, do it into the microphone so we get the ASMR of it, bro. Oh. Come on. I wanted to hear that snap, that crackle, that pop. Well, too late. I know. Let me guess. Celsius. Mm -mm. No. No, it's a cold brew oh. with collagen. Uh, do you think the collagen thing's real? I mean, it's collagen is real. <laughs> I know, but do you think it works? Because I've talked to a lot of people who are like, your body just digests that. Like, yeah. you're not, it's not getting in your cells. And I'm like, oh, really? I don't think drinking it does much. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Cause I, usually, I put it in my coffee, you know? I know, you know. Have you been hearing all, all this stuff about MMN and NAD therapy and stuff? I know about NAD. I've been knowing about that. My friend Adam, shout out Adam Bobo. He works in the medical industry yeah. and he opened this really cool place here in Nashville called Arite. And it's like a wellness studio where you can go in, you can you can do like infrared sauna, cryotherapy, hyperbaric chamber. Mm. But then they also have like a whole menu of IV therapy yeah. and something he's been doing for a long time. He works on a lot of athletes, works with a lot of football teams, baseball teams, and he's been doing NAD IV stuff on the athlete, on his athletes for like regenerative purposes for a long time. But he also offers it to just, you know, your average Joe if you go in Arte. It's pretty cool. I've been seeing it on TikTok for a while. And if you haven't heard about it, apparently NMN turns on NAD something in your body, which is like the thing that like makes you look young. I guess when you start getting older, that starts to go away or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Obviously, my TikTok realizes that I'm fucking old, dude. <laughs> 
So do I take, I have like, now I've bought all this stuff, this NMN shit and, mm. and NAD stuff. But I will say this, Brandy, and people might've just been being nice, but I don't even know if it matters because perception is reality for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And at the wedding, everyone was like, you look really young. And I was like, yes, yes. That's what I needed. Now, did I have a haircut right beforehand? So it really, it really tightened it up? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but it felt really good to are hear you, that. Are you ingesting the NAD yes. supplements? See, I think you should just go get IVs. Well, so I've it. heard the other, other way around is that you should, the IVs give you a big spike of it. And then, then your body's not like get like you need to be giving getting it regularly. There's this there's this like uh, Doctor Sinclair is this famous Harvard doctor who talks about it a lot, and he's like, yeah, the thing about the IV is it's just like this big dump into your body, but you should be taking it every day to like keep it up. So what if you got IVs like weekly? Yeah, okay, I don't know. I saw some video of like Kendall Jenner and or a Je- some Jenner. And Haley Bieber doing it and being ah. like, we're going to stay young forever. And I'm like, damn, they might. Makes sense. They might. The Kardashians, they are cockroaches. They will never die. Never. Never. No. Well, if you want to chat with Bobo, I'll connect you guys. He's very knowledgeable. Okay. What's going on? What's new with you? What's new with you? I've been horse showing. Yeah. Did you, did you win? I did win. Oh! You haven't been on Instagram? <laughs> I mean... I have. I just not sure. I think I saw the video and I was like, oh, she's riding a horse. On to the next. Ew. So that means you skipped through my photos with my blue ribbons. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, I didn't see that then yet. That, that oh. part hadn't happened yet. Very interesting. Uh, Let's see yeah. where you so, are. So this, this is a good life lesson for the YFT years, guys. Okay. So I so Stargirl, I've had a lot of people ask about Stargirl. Stargirl hasn't gone anywhere. She's at my house. Um, she's on the bench now. She's on the bench because she hurt herself uh, last fall. And I'm just like, I thought she was about ready to make a comeback um, this fall. I thought like a year we'd, we'd be ready. Started bringing her back. She's not quite ready yet. So I'm giving her through the winter. And then in April, I'm going to bring her back out and see how she's feeling. But since she's been off for a year and still not ready, I decided to lease a new horse for the winter circuit. His name's Player. He's very cute. And this is my first show with him. And I've only had this horse for about six weeks. So, and I've been gone a lot. So I haven't ridden him a whole lot. Don't know him super well. But, you know, I've been riding my whole life. I've ridden many horses. I was like, it's going to be fine. Like, I'm just, you know, going to yeah. get right back in there and, you know, be great. Day one, fell off in the warm up ring. Nerd. Super cool. You know uh, what they always say, though? When you when you fall off a horse, you, you got to get back on. Oh, I got immediately right back on. Okay, that cool. is the key. That's another good life lesson. If you don't get on immediately after, then you start overthinking and you start freaking out and yeah. you start questioning yourself, doubting yourself. You can't do that. You got to get right back on. So so thankfully, I didn't. I wasn't hurt at all. I actually almost landed on my feet, but got right back on. But like in my head, I was just like in a like a, like a head warp about it. Right? I was like, oh fuck. Like I don't know if I can trust this horse now, and I don't know if like I've got it the way I thought I had it, and like all the stuff so I went into the show ring just totally not confident and I did okay but I uh, had a stop at a jump and um, when that happens and you, and you knock it if it not falls down you have to wait for them to rebuild it so I was in there and that makes you even more nervous and then I went back around and I did the jump um, but it just wasn't like a great way to start you know it wasn't a great first day didn't have a good day fell and was just totally like questioning like Am I too old for this? Should I quit riding? Like I was, I was like not in a good spot. Massive ego check for sure. And then, you know what guys, like the next day I like was like waking up new day, new mindset, and I'm not going to let this set me back. And I'm going to go in today and I'm going to fix all my mistakes and I'm going to kill it. And I went in and won the class. Wow. And then I went back in on Sunday and won the classic, which is the biggest class of the week. So just goes to show you, even if you're ready to quit, throw in the towel, you start doubting yourself. You got to push through mind over matter. You got to manifest that shit and you got to get back on the horse. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Not to make this about me, but like my little hobby that I do is golf. So for golf, before you go play, you go warm up, like you go hit mm-hmm. balls. And yep. I swear to God, every time that I have a bad warm up session, that's you when play I play well. It's my best golf. My best. And if I have a good warm up session, I'm like, fuck, this is going to be bad. This is going to yeah. be real. Because you have to bad. keep going. You have to keep that up, yeah, which is yeah, hard yeah. to do. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how how it is with horse jumping or whatever. I assume you have to you have to visualize what you're going to do before you Definitely. go do it, right? Mm-hmm. And so we, we we have like a course, you know, like a set number you have to jump or jumps in a certain order. So we go out and we walk it on foot beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like the visual. You visualize it, and then once you know you walk it and you know it, then you can keep visualizing it until you go in. So much of life is about that. In a lot of sports, like it's a lot of like visualization and like seeing what you're going to do beforehand. And I think mm-hmm. that has to do with manifestation. Not to get too woo-woo on you, but like I do think manifestation is like a real thing. Mm-hmm. And if you can see what you th- want the future to be, I think that it's easier for the future to collapse in on that thing than to come up with some fucking random thing that, that you weren't thinking of. So yeah, that's interesting. I agree. I also think like if you don't believe in yourself, then nothing you're doing is going to work for you. You have to believe in what you're doing. You have to believe in your ability. And like, I I am like the walking billboard for fake it till you make it. Even if like you feel like you have no business being in what you're doing or where you are, you just got to be confident and you just got to literally mind over matter. You got to get your brain programmed to say like, I am qualified. I can do this. I'm going to do this. And like you said, manifesting it is half the battle. Okay, to continue on with my woo-woo shit. This is one of my new, my new favorite things. Have you heard about the 369 journal? I have not. What is this? Okay, so the idea behind the 369 thing is like, I guess this is like a big Nikola Tesla thing. The idea is, is that you harness the power of the numbers 3, 6, and 9, okay? Which are like repeating constantly throughout the universe and part of the, the Fibonacci sequence and you know, all that kind of bullshit. Um, so the idea is, is that if you want to manifest something into the future, you need to do it in a certain way and and you need to use three, six, nine methods. So you write down in the morning something that you want for yourself, but you write it down as if it already happened. So like I received a promotion this week or like, I love the promotion that I received this week or whatever. And you write that down three times. And you say it out loud, you think it, and then around lunchtime in the middle of the day, you come and you write it down six times. And then right before you go to bed, you write it down nine times and you say it nine times or whatever. And right before you go to bed and before you fall into that like dream state, it's also, it's on your mind and you're like thinking about it and manifesting it and all that kind of stuff. And it's supposed to be able to help you to manifest the things that you want, the things that you need. It's also like a really good, like this one is great because it, it like when you wake up, it's like, what actions are you taking today? So it's like kind of like a to-do list and a lot of people do this anyways and then at the end of it, it's like how am i showing myself love today and so you write down like the ways that you're going to be good to yourself it's total tiktok got me but i was gonna say where'd you hear about yeah this? yeah this is total tiktok but i do like i like that it's like if i see it i'm so add if i see it i have to do it like i like i can't just like remember to write in some book i need i need like the thing to Visual. see yeah 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 anyways we're gonna try it out we're gonna see if it works it might not i don't know I love that for you. Are you thinking you're just going to manifest like a lot of like golf stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Is that the goal here? I think a lot of it is success driven. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is I've never gotten a tattoo Mm -hmm. and my wife is rubbing off on me. This is what I'm realizing. You want a tattoo? So the thing that like I find myself doing a lot in life is... I feel like I'm not vibrating at my highest frequency. Like I'm not being the best version of me a lot. I fall into this thing of like, I can get like kind of pissy or I can be mean spirited, but I'm thinking it's in like a joking way or whatnot, but I'm realizing that's probably not what it is. So anyways, I wanted to get tattooed (laughs) on my body. Remember to like vibrate at your highest frequency so I can like Mm -hmm. see it and be like, okay, hold on. Yeah. So anyways. That's good. That's what I'm going for. Cute. I love that for you. Anyways, I'm so proud of you for winning. Thanks, well. Did you get you some money? I got enough money to pay for my interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so, okay, you know, that's that's how they get you. They get you coming yeah. back for more. They don't ever pay you enough to actually make any money. Girl math is this whole TikTok trend right now. Oh, yeah. And we were at the horse show. We were saying horse girl math is on a whole fucking other level. Oh, Because sure. you can spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on this horse thing. And you go and you win 800 bucks at the horse show. That's just enough to pay your entries. And you're like, I made money. Yeah, I'm yeah, making yeah. money in the horse business. It's, I don't know how I talk myself into it. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, I like made money this week. Should we try the show? Definitely. People are probably listening and they're like, what show am I listening to? Yeah, this I know. can't be YFT. Yeah, what is this? What is this? Too like some positive. Sort of, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is happening here? You know? Nice. 
don't worry. We're going to bring you down here in a second. <laughs> we got lots of stuff. Oh, Is Lord. it me or you? I think it's you. All right. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with a very positive Wells and Brandy. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. I put this in. I don't know what this is. Hold on. <laughs> Do we need that? I put in Gregorian chant anytime I wanted to talk about me being a reverend. <laughs> oh, oh, good, good, good. <laughs> okay. Are you caught up with all this Danny Masterson, Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher business? No. Oh, you're not? No. <gasps> okay, so... Dan I've been in a horse show vortex. Yeah, the yeah, only yeah, thing yeah, I yeah. really know about that's trending right now is the Sophie and Joe feud. Yeah, that one's sad to me. It is sad. I feel like... Not. I really like them both. So. I do too. My thought on that is, is I feel like it's two PR companies warring with one another, and I don't sure if I love that. Yeah, totally. Anyway, so you know who Danny Masterson is? He yes. pl he played Hyde on that '70s show. He's a Scientologist, and he was accused of raping a couple women like 20 years ago or whatever it is, mm -hmm. and he just got convicted, 30 years to life, which is insane. It's so hard to get a conviction for sexual assault, I do know that, and then I know it's really, really hard when it's really like an old, old case, because those cases just turn out to be like a he said, she said situation, right? Sure. So he gets convicted of all this, and it's also like all under the, you know, the shroud of Scientology, which, eh. I guess he asked a bunch of his co-workers and family and friends to write character letters on his behalf to the judge to try to get the judge to give him a, a lesser sentence. Mm -hmm. So Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis write him a character letter to the judge, thinking, I think, that they wouldn't be released. But that's just not how the court works. So these letters were released. And now everyone's like, okay, fuck you, Ashton Kutcher. And... Mila Kunis for wanting to get a guy who sexually assaulted and, and raped a bunch of people a lesser sentence. Mm -hmm. So they're so dumb that they thought that it wouldn't come out, but it did. Ashley Kutcher and Mila Kunis both like put out this apology video as well. Once, once like the world saw what they wrote, they did this mm -hmm. crazy apology video. Would you want to hear that? Sure. Okay. We are aware of the pain that has been caused by the character letters that we wrote on behalf of Danny Masterson. We support victims. We have done this historically through our work and will continue to do so in the future. A couple months ago, Danny's family reached out to us and they asked us to write character letters to represent the person that we knew for 25 years so that the judge could take that into full consideration relative to the sentencing. The letters were not written to question the legitimacy of the judicial system or the validity of the jury's ruling. They were intended for the judge to read and not to undermine the testimony of the victims or re-traumatize them in any way. And we didn't think that you guys would see that we had done this. We'd never want to do that. And we're sorry if that has taken place. Our heart goes out to every single person who's ever been a victim of sexual assault, sexual abuse, or rape. 
my initial thought. Yeah. And I'm just going to say this to anyone I know. If you get convicted of something like this, I'm not ever going to defend you. I'm never, I don't care. I'm, you are out of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm done with you. You're an idiot, a very bad guy, and you're stupid, right? Yeah. My only thought is, is like, does Danny have something on them? That's what I was thinking. Does, is, does Danny know some shit yeah. from? Here, let's play this. This is, this is a good, this is a good explanation of it all. Now that Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are getting dragged for writing character letters on behalf of Danny Masterson, the internet has dug up a 22-year-old murder case of one of Ashton's old girlfriends. Why? Well, Chrissy Bixler, who is one of Danny Masterson's accusers and also dated him for several years, posted a cryptic statement on her Instagram. This statement says, Dear Ashton, I know the secrets your, quote, role model keeps for you, ones that would end you. She puts role model in quotes because that is how Ashton referred to Danny in his character letter. She continues, Did you forget I was there? You were on speakerphone that night. You called Danny on February 21st, 2001. I heard everything. I heard the plan. In my opinion, you're just as sick as your mentor. February 21st, 2001 is the night Ashley Ellerin was murdered. She was murdered by Michael Gargiulo, who was recently sentenced to death. But the way the statement in Chrissy's post was worded, people were thinking she was implying that Ashton had something to do. Okay, do you remember that? Do you remember that, like, he was part of this murder trial? Not really. Oh yeah, he was. He was went on the stand and everything, and he said he went over over to this girl's house for a, a date, and he like looked in the window and he thought he saw like red wine spilled on the floor, but apparently it was blood and yada yada yada. I don't know. But I actually don't think that is what she meant at all. After finding this YouTube video, eighteen years after the murder, Ashton testified on the stand that he went to Ashley's house that night, knocked on the door. There was no answer. He peeked through the window, saw on the ground what he thought was wine stains, and he left. However, Aaron Smith-Levin, who is a YouTuber and also appears to be friends with Chrissy Bixler, says that while Ashton has absolutely nothing to do with the murder, he claims that Ashton didn't just knock and leave that night. He claims that Ashton entered the property and actually saw Ashley's dead body. Oh! Ashton Kutcher was not the... uh, He did not play a role in the death of Ashley Ellerin. What really happened is Ashton Kutcher showed up to the house to pick Ashley Ellerin up for her date. He opened the door. He walked into the house. Could not see the body on the floor from the entryway to the house. He walked into the house. He looked over to the area where he saw her dead body lying on the floor. She was stabbed like 47 times, covered in blood, blood everywhere. Freaked out, left the house, and for about the next hour, sat in his car outside the house, calling various members of his team for advice on what the hell to do. Smith-Levin also claims that Ashton called Danny Masterson that night, which could be what Chrissy Bixler was referring to in her post. Let me just say, the first fucking red flag, though, is, oh, yeah, I looked through the window and saw wine stains. Oh, I know. Come on. The whole trial from forever ago, because they said Ashton called him. Yeah. So it's like, does he know some shit? And Ashton's scared he'll, like, spill if he doesn't help him? I don't know. The worst part is that Ashton has, like... Uh, some foundation with Demi Moore for mm. sexually abused children or something. And it's just like, this is all too gross. Yeah. I don't know. Thanks. Just sometimes I'm just like, I know you have a PR agency. Like, I know you do. How are you not running this idea by them? I know. Crazy. Yeah, wild. Anyways. What else you got? Dude, have you heard about this Rudy Frankie lady? No. Are you hearing about all this on TikTok, would you say? Yeah, but like this fucking bitch, dude. She is YouTube, TikTok podcaster, and her whole thing is like her parenting method. And she's like really, really strict and whatnot, right? Okay. She has this one video. I think it's been taken down on YouTube because YouTube was like, fuck this bitch. So there's this video of her like driving and she's like, so Samantha or whatever her kid's name is, her teacher called and hey, Samantha doesn't have any, doesn't have a lunch today. So can you, can you bring her a lunch today? 
And so she's like, I'm, and you know what? That's Samantha's job. And she, she needs to learn a valuable lesson that if you don't do your chores, then you're going to be hungry. And so tonight when she comes home and she's going to be really, really hungry, I'm going to say, did we learn something today? And then maybe she won't do it going forward. And it's like, okay, that's a child, you fucking bitch. So that's just like one video of her like doing this. So then there is this crazy audio of a 911 call. I just had a 12-year-old boy show up here at my front door asking for help. Said he had just came from a neighbor's house, and we know there's been problems at this neighbor's house. He's emaciated. He's got tape around his legs. He's hungry, and he's thirsty. Okay. And he asked us to call the police. What's so he's name? very afraid, and he's 12 years old. Are the neighbors out of their home, or is anybody looking for him that you can see? Uh, no. We are homes are far enough away. Uh, I'm not sure. How did you get out of the house? Uh, he says he just left through the porch at the neighbor's house. Um, her name is Jody Hildebrand, and she lives two doors up the street. Yeah, out here in Cayenne, the houses are far apart, so he walked just under a block to get to our house. He, he rang my doorbell and asked me to call the police. Very thirsty, and uh, his ankles are taped up, and he won't tell us why. Okay. But he has duct tape around each ankle. Yeah, there's sores around them. I think there's a good chance he's been... Uh... Oh, and he has them around his ankles. I mean, his wrists as well. Okay, this boy has been... He needs... <laughs> this kid has obviously been... I think he's been... He's been detained. He's been, he's obviously covered in wounds. Okay. Let's get the paramedics headed over that way, okay? Oh, that's a good idea, too. Ruby Frankie and Jody Hildebrand, the parenting podcasters charged last week with felony child abuse, have both experienced medical issues in recent days while being held in Utah. Why am I not surprised it's in Utah, guys? No offense, but offense. Frankie and Hildebrandt were arrested late last, late last month and each faced six felony child abuse charges. Two women amassed a large social media followings for their parenting and life advice content. Frankie's eight-passenger channel on YouTube documented her family's home life and gained about 2.5 million followers before she stopped vlogging last summer amid a wave of backlash about her parenting methods. Frankie then announced she was joining Hildebrand's podcast where the two women responded to questions about parenting advice and made divisive comments about gender identity, race, and other social and political issues. Last month, police arrested the women at Hildebrand's home in Utah. Officers from the Santa Clara Public Safety Department responded to the home after a neighbor called 911 reported Frankie's alleged emaciated 12-year-old boy knocked at his door asking for help. According to the affidavit obtained by people, the boy, who police said had visible wounds and marks from tape around his wrists and ankles, asked the man for food and water. The neighbor was in tears describing the boy's 911 condition. I'll tell you what I'm not going to be doing. I'm not going to be writing a character letter to the judge. Mm, definitely not. For this bitch. Absolutely not. That's a fucked up way of like trying to raise your children. Yeah. So anyways, I hope she dies. <laughs> do you? Hey, do you remember in the beginning of the episode when we were like really positive? Yeah. I need, I need we, to vibrate at my highest frequency. But also. taking a hard turn. And also, to the 2.5 million people that were watching that YouTube. Yeah. What Who the are those fuck people? <laughs> and also, to Ruby Frankie. I just need you to shut the fuck up, because nobody asked you, bitch. I need you to shut the fuck up, bitch. 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 Shut the fuck up. I'm glad I got good, that. I, good, you got to use them both. I got it. I got it. I used uh, double time. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay, last one, and this one okay. blows my mind. I feel like at this point everyone knows what a Mandela effect is. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's like it's like things that like we're misremembering and, and people are like, oh, you're you're falling into different timelines or something like the, the the Bernstein Bears is a big one. And like Nelson Mandela was killed or something or he's in jail or he wasn't in jail, something like that. That's how it kind of all started. And I've always been like, yeah, it's probably just us like misremembering or like people are stupid and taught incorrectly or whatnot. I remember the Bernstein Bears. I don't remember how exactly how it was spelled. So like, I don't give a fuck. But I finally found one. I am sure that's not what it was. Okay. Did you ever I'm see? The, scared. Did you ever see the movie Anchorman? Yeah, it's been so long. Okay. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's fantastic. Will Ferrell is so funny, and there's this famous scene of which I quote a lot, so I okay. know what it was. Mm-hmm. Will Ferrell says. He comes home from a party and he's talking to his dog Baxter and he's like, how was your, how was your night? And then Baxter starts barking and he's like, you know, I don't speak Spanish in English, please. Baxter continues barking and he goes, you eat an entire wheel of cheese? Baxter barks again and he goes, I'm not even mad, I'm impressed. And I know that's what the line was because I say that all the time. When something happens that I think is funny, I'm like, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. I, I've done it in fucking interviews on TV. I'm referencing this thing from the movie. Now, if I tell you that that's not the line, because it's not, I looked it up. This is what the line is now, I guess. I'm lonely? I'm not lonely. I'm beloved by everyone in San Diego. You really know how to cut to the core of me, don't you, Baxter? You know how to cut to the core of me, Baxter. I fucking know this scene. You're so wise. You're like a little hairy Buddha. Like a miniature Buddha. See? I'm close. Covered in hair. Covered in hair, yeah. Come again? You know I don't speak speak Spanish. Spanish. In In English, English, please. Huh? Here it is. You pooped in the refrigerator. And you ate a whole wheel of cheese? How'd you do that? It's actually, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. <laughs> what? It's always been, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. But in this, it says, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Listen to it again for all of you out there who actually know what I'm talking about because Brandy's not one of them. I'm not even mad. That's amazing. What? <laughs> okay, have you, have you found the movie on like streaming platforms and gone back to the scene and looked? I saw it on TikTok. Okay. And I was like, surely that's not real. Surely well, no. I, I want is like is this like a leaked alternate? No. So I just went on YouTube and typed in like. No, I know, but have you gone to look at the movie to see if the scene's the same? So on TikTok, a guy went and was like, no way, no way, no way. Went and found the DVD. Like he goes through and he finds the DVD and he goes to the scene list. Which, by the way, scene list. We need to have that on streamers because remember that you could like yeah. look through all the scenes and you're like, yeah, I want to go to that one. He does the whole thing, so you see it's like pretty legit, and that exact thing happens. And the guy's like, "There's no fucking way." I remember it to a T, and I do too. I can quote that entire movie, and all I have to say is this: What the fuck is happening here? So now I believe in Mandela effects because I know that that's not what it was. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've heard you say it so many times that I don't really know. Yeah. And I only saw the movie like one time. Because it's comedy. You don't like comedy. I'm not a comedy girly. Speaking of comedy, I have a favorite thing. Oh, yeah? Shane Gillis. He's a stand-up comedian. He's got a new special on Netflix. He's the guy who was cast on SNL and then got fired because they found like old tweets from like 2002 or whatever. And he, you know, he got pre-canceled, canceled. I will say this, it's a little controversial. You might not love it. Here's the thing, it's whatever your humor is. It's either you like this shit, which mm-hmm. I do. I'm a Controversial little, in what way? He's kind of like a, a heavier set guy who is from like Philadelphia or whatnot, and his dad is conservative, like a Fox News guy. And he, he does a bit where he's like, I'm a big history buff. I've been reading a lot of history books. And he's like, and that's that's like early onset Republican. Like I know it. If you're if you're reading like a World War II novel, you are definitely, it's not happening. You're cool now, but like it's gonna happen. So he does a lot of bits where he talks about like Republican stuff. He also does mm-hmm. a really, really, really good Donald Trump impression. 
he's like, I don't think he was a good president, but like he was the funniest president. And then like goes into examples of like when he would speak and he's like, I can't believe he said that. It's a little controversial. I was I just gotta say it. Okay. But I will say that it's one of the funnier things I've seen in a very long time. Okay. And there's a little bit of me, and I'm gonna say this, I might get in trouble for it, but it is it is what it is. I do think there's a world in which we've gone a little too far over to being way too sensitive about shit. No, I agree with that. You got anything else? Well, yeah. I finished the crowded room. Did you like it? I did. Mm-hmm. But it fucked with me. Okay, like, it, like, so? kept me up at night. It made me so sad. Wow, why? It's so fucking sad. The story's so sad. How so? What do you mean how so? That little boy was abused for years and a freaking cope. He had to come up with different personalities because he was alone. Like, it's the saddest thing I've ever heard, and it's all based on a true story. Wasn't it a thing of, like, you realized what it was kind of right in the beginning? I realized that, like, all these people were not real. I don't know. The first like three episodes I thought were kind of slow. So it wasn't like I was paying like a whole lot of attention, I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think like episode four is when it all kind of clicked for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Tom Holland, incredible actor. Yes. I think I think what like what a big role to take on. And like he freaking nailed it. It it was one that just like kept me up at night. Like I was so upset about all of it. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, obviously, like it ends nicely like it doesn't end sad necessarily but i don't know i just it it messed me up yeah but in a good that's a good like in a good way you know like it means it's a good it's good acting it's a good show so yeah highly recommend very dark very sad but worth the watch and then you know just to lighten her up virgin river season five came out a couple days ago you have no idea what i'm talking about but um I just love this show. It's just, you know, it's nothing earth shattering. It's just a good feel good show. But also, you know, this season has been kind of sad. Um, I'm like on episode like five ish and they're dealing with like wildfires and stuff. So it like kind of hits close to home, you know, just like remembering Miley losing her home in the wildfires and stuff. So like kind of kind of dark this season, but also just a feel good show and an easy watch. And I love all the little actors and the characters. And I, I don't know that it's the final season. I just get that vibe. And they've split it into two parts. So this is like season five, part one is out. And I guess they're going to release part two later, which makes me think this is the last season. So yeah, we got to enjoy it while we got it. Because after this, there's not going to be anything on TV. Okay, let me tell you what I think that show's about. You've done this. Every time I bring up the show, you do this. So this is what I think it's about. Every <laughs> single time. It's about, it's it's turn of the century, religious commune that all lives by a river. And they all have made a promise to God to not lose their virginity by the river. And so no one can make love by the river except one black sheep, Lucifer, if you will, comes in and starts just plowing chicks by the virgin river. Is that what it's about? What is wrong with you? <laughs> is my question. Uh, I'd watch I'm that show. I'm concerned for your brain. Honestly, I'm concerned. I would watch that show. I know you would, which concerns me. <laughs> Virgin River? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. You need to get out of the house more. Oh, yeah. Not just to the golf course. I like, know. I need, I need, need to get out into the world. Yeah, new hobbies. <laughs> Football's back. Yay. I know. Go sports. Well, you like sports. You just don't like that sport. No, I know. Yeah, it's just not my favorite. Here's the thing. I fucking hate fantasy football. Hate it's it. dumb to me. Everybody does it. And I, so I did it years, years I did it. I used to be in the league with all the Bachelor guys and I would tell oh, yeah. everyone like what happened. I've been thinking about fantasy football. And the other day they were like, one of my buddies was like, hey, are you, are you in a league? And I'm like, no. And they're like, why not? And I was like, because I value my happiness <laughs> over anything else. And they're like, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? Every guy wants you to play fantasy football. And the only way that I can equate it is to when new parents try to pressure you into having kids as well. They're like, you got to have kids. It'll be great. You're going to love it. It's going to be the most amazing moment of your life. That may be true. Okay. But it's Mm -hmm. also full of just the worst days of your life. And I think that's what fantasy football is. It's just being stressed every Saturday, thinking about your lineup. (laughs) 
looking at your phone way too much and then caring about like the Browns game that you're like, I don't even fucking, I don't even know where the Browns are. I mean, I know it's in Cleveland, Cleveland. but you, you know, you're like, I've never gave a shit about this. I don't want to give a shit about it. My bandwidth is only so grand. I can focus on the Raiders and the Titans and that's it. All right. But you want me to focus on 32 teams because I got a fucking wide receiver and a kicker and a quarterback and all the, they're all over the place. No, thank you. Why are we still doing it? Grow up and just enjoy football for what it is. Does that make football boring though? Football is so not boring. It's, oh. <laughs> I tell you what is boring. People talking about fantasy football. That's boring yeah. to me. I don't care. Please stop talking to you about it. You're a dork. Probably have like seven male listeners. That's pissing off all seven of them. <laughs> but I'm standing by it. Listen, the greatest day of my life was the day that I said no to fantasy football. Oh my God. Okay? This is really affecting you. You think that you're missing out on something? You're not. I'm definitely not. You're definitely not missing out on the text chain of the Fantasy Football League mm-hmm. that never fucking stops. Yeah, no. Shoot me in the face. In the face. <laughs> Shoot me in the face. You are not okay. <laughs> I might not be, but that's okay. <sighs> I have a bone to pick with Instagram. I think we've talked about this before, but I, I, okay. I want I almost want to make this into a reel so Instagram sees it. Hey, Instagram. Yeah, because they'll see it. I know. Well, Zuckerberg. Get it together, buddy. Um, hey, Instagram, make it so I can decide when a reel starts when I post it to my story. You motherfuckers. Mm. This shouldn't be that difficult. You know how you can decide how long you want the song to play on a still photo? Same thing. Let me choose where I want to start the reel. Because sometimes I'm like, there's a bunch of preamble that's kind of bullshit, but I want this one part because it's really funny. But then I put it on my story, and then what happens? It cuts off before it. Do better. I need to vibrate at my highest frequency because I have gotten down in the sunken place. <laughs> like you started great. I did. And it it went south real fast. It did. See, that's what I that's why I need the tattoo. <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna help you. It might. I don't know. One of my favorite things that did happen recently was the plane that took off from like Miami. The diarrhea plane. The diarrhea plane. And I just can we <laughs> just if you guys haven't heard of this... Everyone's heard of this. Okay, but it's so funny. Hold on, let's just play this thing real quick. A passenger's horrific bowel movement forced a Delta <laughs> flight from Atlanta to Barcelona to turn around. In a text message sent to air traffic control, the captain explained there was diarrhea all over the aircraft. Negative, it's just a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airport. So they wanted to come back to Atlanta. The passenger yeah, said it dribbled down the aisle. And after using vanilla-scented disinfectant, the plane smelled like vanilla poop. They agreed the pilots made the right decision and had to rip out the carpets once they landed. Oh, my God. A passenger had diarrhea all the way through the airplane. A passenger... They had to rip out the carpet, bro. I feel so bad for whoever that was. I do, really. too, but it's so funny. It was a girl, obviously. Um, what do you not- mean, obviously? Because she had to be wearing, like, a dress or a skirt or something. You don't know that. I guess it could be a guy in, like, shorts or something. But, like, I... Well, it was a girl. I'm just... <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just... I did my research. <laughs> and my first thought... My first thought, like, when I was like, that can't happen. And then I thought of you checking your pants to make sure you didn't shit yourself. Yeah, I know. And I was like, I guess this happens to people. Dude, we're all human. We all poop. Not on planes. That's a good... That's a good example for no getting up seatbelt law is bullshit Mm. and some things supersede that because i imagine she was probably kind of pinch it off because like it was taking off or something and and, you know it was like you can't stand up until we've reached cruising altitude no 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 no. and also it sounded like she was at the back of the plane and then she thought you know the toilet was in the front but there's maybe somebody was in the one in the back oh my you got it Boom, 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 boom. I got a shit. Get out of here. Oh, my God. You got to be real quick with your shits on the plane. <laughs> I do everything in my power to not take a shit on the plane. You know, I was on Nick Vial's podcast the other day, and he was like, I've never shit on a plane. And that, to me, is bonkers. I have. Yeah. But it's not It's not often. And But I also, like, I drink coffee. If I have an early morning flight, I drink my coffee in the morning at home. So I yeah. take my shit at home before yeah. I even get to the airport. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I strategize a bit. 
Yeah, but sometimes you're and flying back hungover and, you know, you got to take a boop. No, that doesn't happen to me really. But mm. I think like the long haul flights are what get me. Yeah. It's like if you're on a nine hour and you're going to eat something, you might have to take a shit on the plane. Yeah, you got to do it. But I travel with the poopery travel sides. So oh, yeah. I stink it up for everybody, you know. But I do too. Like but that. also it sucks it out of there. It's so quick, you know. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about the smell. Everyone's everyone in the entire cabin's farting their buttholes open the entire flight. So you're like, what does it even matter? Why do people do that? Because they can. Because (laughs) you can't be accused of anything. (laughs) But it's not nice. I agree, but it's (laughs) and it is kind of funny though when you do at the fart and you're like, I can do this without any repercussions. I don't know. I I don't do that. You've never farted on the plane. I feel like the couple times I have, I've literally gotten up to go to the bathroom to do it in there. Oh, wow. You are a good person. I know. I'm working on myself with the 369 <laughs> method. <laughs> the 369 method. Is that it? Are we done? Um, we do have some calls. I did see this. I was looking at some fuck you very muches. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite one. This comes from Beho7361. Five stars. Thanks for that. Subject line, pro tip. If you skip the first three minutes, you'll miss the highly annoying intro of Wells talking to himself and the star of the podcast right when Brandy joins instead, which is who we're all really here for. Oh, thank you. That's a hot take, but I'll take it. That's, that's That's such a good fuck you very much. I agree that's with good. that, and that's why that's why I make it three minutes, so you know how far you have to go to skip through. Oh, jeez. Let's do some calls. Yeah. This one is entitled Letterbox. Hey, welcome, Brandy. This is Michaela calling in from Pennsylvania. I'm a huge fan. I've been listening to you guys since the very first week of my job, and I will be there for five years next year. So, jeez, you're like obsessed with us. Mm-hmm. Weekly entertainment. My favorite thing that I want to recommend to you guys, Wells in particular, is an app called Letterboxd. And it's Mm. an app where you can track movies that you watch and leave a review and update your watch list. But the best part about this app is the reviews that people leave and the comments that they make on them. It is 10 out of 10 entertainment. Wells, you could get a kick out of it. And I'm pretty sure some of these could be some great content for you guys in the pod. Hope you check it out. Love you guys. Bye. Okay, so I've been hearing about Letterboxd, actually. Really? Yeah, and I, I, I'm going to download it. Michaela, good call. I'm going to do it. Mainly for content for the show, but mm-hmm. I like that one. That one's good. This one's entitled Carmel. Hey, Wells and Brandy. Hey. My name is Steph. I'm hey, Steph. calling from Vancouver, Canada. Oh, yeah. I'm calling with a question and two book recommendations. Love it. Uh, the book recommendations are Zero Days by Ruth Ware. I love Ruth Ware. Do you? Mm-hmm. And my question is, can you recommend a romantic and close-to-the-beach hotel in Carmel-by-the-Sea? Thank you so much. I love your podcast. My dad's house. That's where, I That's where I stay when I go there. I looked up some places, and I'll tell you. The Pine Inn is pretty sure haunted, so check that one out. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cypress Inn is kind of old and famous. I like that place. Uh, Le Petit Pali is uh, very nice as well. Uh, La Playa Hotel. It's expensive, but really, really nice. So hmm. you can't go wrong. They're all nice. They're all like little B&Bs. How far is Carmel from Big Sur? It depends on where you consider Big Sur to be, but it's either 30 minutes. like It's like 30 minutes in Nepenthe, 40 minutes to like Post Ranch or Got Ventana. Mm-hmm. One's entitled Jersey. From New Jersey. Uh, just two recommendations. Uh, one that I know Wells will like, probably Brandy too, uh, is Chimp Empire on Netflix, mm. which I'm sure your DMs are popping off about. Uh, very, very interesting. It's uh, narrated by Mahershala Ali. I believe it takes place in Uganda. Check it out. Uh, and then also a book rack. It's not a new book, but uh, Beneath the Scarlet Sky. I don't think Wells would ever talk about this, but I feel like it's up the jolly. Um, very good book. I uh, highly recommend it. Love you guys. See ya. Yeah, I did talk about Beneath the Scarlet Sky. Love that book. One of my favorite books uh, I think I've ever read, actually. It takes place during World War II. There's an Italian boy who starts sherpaing Jews through the Alps at night to bring them to safety into Switzerland. That's the beginning of his story, and it gets crazier from there. 
He is an absolutely gigantic hero, and I do believe they're making a movie about it, and I do believe Tom Holland is going to be playing oh, the guy. Oh, interesting. Either Tom Holland or Chalamet. Oh, who's dating, who's dating Kylie now? Hey, Hollywood, can we get some new fucking people in this thing? Don't ever get a beagle. Okay, good to know. Just say no to beagles. I'm just kidding. They're really cute. But man, the talking, the barking. That never ends. Um, we did it. Do you want to play anything? Oh, Tyler Childers put out an album. By the way, we love Zach Bryan, but did you see the yes. him getting pulled over and getting taken to jail? And he did this like whole long monologue in his car about like apologizing and all this stuff. And you're like, okay, whatever. I don't really care, dude. And then the like the dashboard cam comes out of him, and it's like, ugh, ooh, ah, yeah. We know you know you're famous, but don't say it out loud. I know. I feel like he can do just about anything right now and say just about anything because he's on top of the world. Yeah. Here's what I would suggest, Zach. Do not send a character letter mm -hmm. to the Don't judge. Do Don't, do, Don't that. do that. Okay, you want me to go out with some Tyler Childers? Yeah. I feel like I really liked Help Me Make It Through the Night. I love Tyler Childers. Um, you got some things coming up? What's going on? Not really, I'm kind of chilling. I'm going to a wedding next weekend in Tahoe. Oh, jealous. I love Tahoe. I know. I haven't been in a really long time. So, going to do that and then coming back home and hanging. Nice. Yeah. I'm chilling for a little bit. I got a wedding not this weekend, but next weekend. So, yeah. Wedding gonna, season. It is. Dude, and we got two more invitations. We've already got six this year. We got two more. We're closing in on, on 10 weddings this year. I can't go to that many. <laughs> I don't know 10 people. That's amazing to me. <laughs> it's incredible. How is this happening? I married I two of them. How many more people we got? I, I don't know. I know. Anyways. All right, YFTers, we love you. Love y'all. I love those calls, by the way. I know that some people don't love the calls, but I like them. I like them. I like them. 858-630-1856 if you want to call in for it. I also loved that fuck you very much this week. That yeah, was good. It's yeah. pretty funny because it is such an idiosyncrasy of our show. But you know what? That, that I know nothing about because I don't you, listen. You've never listened to our show. <laughs> but I do that. And what's really <laughs> funny is I do, I talk, and then I tell you the exact same thing that I told the YFTers. So I'm sure they're that like, tracks. this is just redundancy. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Yeah, peace out. Be good. Natalie Barbu, host of the Real Real podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to the Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.